0: Welcome to the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. I am your host, Adam Caster. Here is always my co-host, Ed Birdsall. Mr. Birdsall, what a fun, weird, unpredictable week of football, or day of football, really, that uh, we have.
1: What a terrible day. I, yeah. It, it feels like not a lot happened. A lot of underwhelming performances. A lot. Yeah, a lot of underwhelming performances. Not a lot of, like, no one... No one had a monster game yet. Yet, we still have two games to go. Well, I
0: mean, Stefan Diggs had 30 full-point PPR points.
1: It's not a monster day, though. That's a really oh. great day. That's a really, really, really great day. But I'm not talking like a 36-point from a receiver or a 40-point day. We didn't have any of those.
0: No, so your top five... In terms of uh, full point PPR, Joe Burrow at 32.5, Jamar Chase, 32.2, the aforementioned Stefan Diggs at 30.8, Tyreek Hill, 29.7, and our good friend, Brandon Ayuk, at
1: 28.3. Yeah, and we were so close to an immaculate stat line, too. We were so, so, so close. Yeah, we were a yard. A yard too many for Mister Michael Ah, <laughs> oh, We were so 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 close,
0: but uh, going from the good to the bad, we have to talk about Thursday. Oh my god,
2: that took that took about
1: fifty years off of my life.
0: That game was rough. Yes, I mean as a person. Well, you you also started Curtis, Curtis Samuel. Nope,
1: no you didn't.
2: Mm-mm. Oh
1: um, no. well. Lucky Hell you! No. Hell no! Oh my God, no! No, 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 no! I st- I stood by what I was what I've been saying. If you had the opportunity to not start anybody from that on that Thursday game, you don't do it. I did have to start Terry McLaurin and David Montgomery, and that was painful. But outside of that, where I actually had healthy bodies, no, I I I did not start anybody on Thursday, and I'm very glad I did. I did not do it.
0: Yeah, I I was like, why did I do this to myself? Why did I watch this game? I didn't even watch all of it because I was getting a haircut from for a part of it. But um yeah, I don't know. It was I was I was watching bad. the Yanke-
1: I was watching the Yankees. No, no, it wasn't the Yankees. Sorry. It was the uh, it was the Rangers. Didn't the Yankees get rained out that day? Yep. Or yep. yeah. That's why it was the Rangers. And the Ranger game, the Ranger game was a lot better. Yeah. A lot better. A lot better. They almost, uh, they almost, uh, for for a moment there, they had just as many points as, uh, Carson Wentz did. Yeah. They scored more goals than Carson Wentz had fantasy points.
0: That game against the wild looked more like a football score than the Thursday night game had
1: way more aggression. I'll tell you that.
0: Yes, absolutely. But yeah, this game, that game was terrible. I mean, it could have been a bit better, If uh, Curtis Samuel didn't have hands of stone because he missed a couple real easy, like I can think of like three, maybe just really easy balls that he could have, that he could have brought in. I mean, the one that could have been a touchdown, you can kind of go either way on. Uh,
1: He should have caught that or not. That was the one I thought that was the most egregious to be quite honest.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I mean, he was tough
1: play, but hit him on the hands. True, but he was
0: diving for it, so it's not like he was, like, it was hitting him in the hands in stride. There were some on the hands,
1: and, and, and any receiver is going to say if it hits, if it hits you on the hands, no matter what, it should be caught.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, there were some plays that were just like you know button hook plays where he was just
1: like straight up dropping. I was like, what is going on here? Yeah. Yeah, and it just to show you the the just the complete ridiculousness of what Thursday night was, um Terry McLaurin was the third most targeted member of the receiving core and had the most yards. Yep. So maybe, I don't know, maybe they should just get Terry McLaurin the ball. It's confusing to me. It, it it genuinely is confusing to me. Um, but of course, Carson Wentz did come out of that game with a uh with an injury to his throwing hand. So if he is expected to miss time, Taylor Heineke comes in. And if Taylor Heineke comes in, that is good news for Terry McLaurin. Because we've Mm -hmm. seen Taylor Heineke in the past. Notice, know how we talk about that, you know, Joe Burrow's GPS is on Jamar Chase. And um, who else, Adam? Drew Locke's GPS was on Noel Thank you. That was the one. That was the one I was looking for. Thank you. Terry McLa- uh, Terry McLaurin is the center of the navigation for Taylor Heineke. So, if Taylor Heineke is is the starter come next week, um, I would expect Terry McLaurin to get a nice a nice little boost, um, and perhaps be be better than he was. Because I mean, let's let's just face it. I mean, McLaurin has just been he's been awful all year. He's, he's just been awful all year long, and it it didn't get better, it didn't get better, and he gets a matchup against Green Bay.
0: Yeah, which and probably Jair Alexander, I would think. Yeah, more than likely. Who just completely shut down Garrett Wilson? Yep. But we'll get we'll
1: get to that. Let's say to be fair, to be fair, McLaurin is a much more seasoned and experienced receiver than Garrett Wilson is. I'm aware. Yeah, I, I don't think that's an outlandish or, or ridiculous thing. Well, one's a rookie and one's been in the league for a couple of years. So. Thank you, thank you. That's that's exactly what I was trying to get at.
2: Yeah,
0: they
1: did go to the same school, though, right? Didn't Terry oh, McLaurin go to Terry, Terry McLaurin? Again. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about Terry McLaurin and Jair Alexander. Yes. Yep. Both. Yeah. Both ex Buckeyes. O H I L.
0: Yep. But anyway, yeah. Fuck I just Alabama, think,
1: by the way. Yeah.
0: Fuck Alabama is right. Rocky Top. Oh, that was a that game was fantastic. Yep. That uh, brought brought great joy to my heart. There's nothing I enjoy more in college football, because I don't really watch college football as much, but there's nothing nice I enjoy more than seeing Nick Saban just really fucking mad about things.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bryce is a dog, though. Bryce, Bryce, as the kids say, Bryce has dog in him.
0: He does. And you know, he was really trying to will that team back, but Hendon Hooker, oh, my God. You know, he, he had it. Yeah, he had him. And also the crowd in that game was was absurd.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So the atmosphere was 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 electric.
0: Yep. Um yeah. I mean, Brian Robinson was good in this game. You know, it is NFL debut scoring mm-hmm. a touchdown.
1: Jake was right on that one. He did predict that. He did. He did predict that one. He did say Brian Robinson was gonna score. And I, I did say off air, I don't have it on the record, unfortunately but I did say to some people that probably Ryan Robinson would score in this game. And he did, he did Um, 17 carries, you know, that's pretty good for, for Brian Robinson. Then you, you match it up to Antonio Gibson, who had eight touches in the game. And then you match it up with JD McKissick, who I, I, I think he maybe had what two rushing yards in the game total, if I'm not mistaken, 20. He had 20 rushing yards. And then for touches, he just had two touches in the entire game. So it it does kind of look like this is going to be Brian Robinson's backfield. Um, I I kind of am on the side that maybe Brian Robinson is a sell high.
0: I don't know. I feel like before the incident that happened where he was shot, he was going to be the leading running back, right? Yep. In Washington. That was the plan. So I don't think this is a sell high per se. I mean, I think that he looked good in the game. Antonio Gibson is like, they didn't give him
1: the ball until the the second half, essentially. It's not not about opportunity that's going to be the issue with Brian Robinson. It's just going to be a matter of, I don't really know how much of this offense I want. Yeah. And if you could turn Brian Robinson into a, let's say, I don't know, maybe you turn Brian Robinson and something into Najee Harris. It would have it would have to be a pretty significant piece, but that could be something that could be something maybe you try you try and uh, get a hold on um, Brian. That Robinson, would have been a good trade last week. Yeah, even, even this even this week, even this week, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll get there with with with, with Naji. But I mean, I'm just trying to think of who, like maybe you turn Brian Robinson into, like say you could turn Brian Robinson to James Connor. I would do that. Maybe. I would absolutely do that. James Conner currently, though, I don't know, in a
0: vacuum, assuming everybody's healthy, sure, yeah.
1: You got but... to take, take the risk. Yeah. You got to take the risk. That's what I did this week when I traded for T. Higgins, who wasn't healthy, Rashad Bateman, who wasn't healthy, but you got to risk it for the biscuit. Your team's fine,
0: though. It's not. Well, it depends on your situation at that point. I think the one thing, the one thing also with Brian Robinson is that he got no looks from the receiving end.
1: That's the problem. That's the problem. If if you're, if you're a non, if you're a non, it might be a tougher sell. But if you're, if you're in half and full, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You have to consider selling. And there, there are a lot of sell highs from, from this week for sure that people should be considering. And we'll, we'll get there as, you know, as we, as we kind of go along. Yep. Um, Anything else with this game really? I mean, the running backs were good for Chicago.
0: Justin Fields is trying trying his hardest to do to do anything in this game. I mean, Dante Pat. who even knew realized that Dante Pettis is
1: still in this league? Hey, even Darnell Mooney, even Darnell Mooney, welcome back to existence with a nice little 13 points and full point PPR. But yeah, the only the only real guy that you're interested in from this offense right now is whomever the starting running back is. And right now it is David Montgomery, but if Montgomery gets hurt again. Uh, you go right back to Gilbert and that's about it.
2: Yep.
0: All right. This, there are a lot of people on the uh, jet subreddit that were like, this was us two years ago. I, I want you guys to realize that like, this is the jet. Like this is watching a jet game a couple years ago. Like the, Problems, I,
1: like, I feel like the Chicago bears have been in this rut for the last 20 years.
0: Well, also there were they had a two tight end set with Ryan Griffin and Trevon Wesco, both, both jets legends
1: by yeah. the way. Yeah. So yeah, this is depressing. The last I can recall the Chicago bears being good is when Jake Cutler had to go on the bike on the sideline in the NFC championship game.
0: Yep. Can you imagine if the, what well, the alternate universe that could have been, it could have been a Jairs, uh, Jairs, a Bears
1: Jets Super Bowl. God almighty. <laughs> One if, historic if, franchise and the New York Jets.
0: Who have the same amount of Super Bowl championships, by the yes, way. Yes, they
1: do. Yes, they do.
0: By the way, just want to, just oh, want to, yeah.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> but uh, yeah, one goal line stand and one J color injury away from having that be the uh, timeline. And Aaron Rodgers would have no rings because that was it.
1: That's also true.
0: Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre have very similar career arc. If you, if you want to look at it where yeah. you know they, they won rings really early in their career. They were really good, but couldn't get it done in the playoffs and through. you know, The team wasn't good enough at times, and now they've delved into being crazy people. Both of them have delved into being crazy people.
1: I love Jay. Smoking Jake Cuddy.
0: What a guy. Well, yeah, Jay Cuddy was fine, but I'm talking about Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers.
1: Oh, I love Aaron Rodgers, too. I love Aaron Rodgers. Soft spot in my heart. We'll get there. We'll get there. You want to get there? Let's just do it now. Uh, fuck it. So
0: the New York Jets went into Lambeau Field on semi-national television with SMY's favorite son and Greg Olson on the call. Love Kevin Burkhart. He's fantastic. And, you know, they, they handily beat the Green Bay Packers.
1: Handedly.
2: Handily. Handily. They snapped a 15-game winning streak for Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. I said
1: coming on to the program last week on the preview show, and then I said it on the mailbag, that if the Jets lost this game, it depends on how much they lost this by. If they win this game, it's very telling for the progress of where this team is. This isn't from a fantasy perspective. This is just from this is straight football talk. The Jets are an exciting team again. And that makes me happy. It, it it genuinely does. Because when you have New York football fans that are actually engaged, when the Cowboys are just six consistently excellent, but you can't really talk shit because the Jets suck and the Giants suck. But now that like there's competition, I could bounce things off of people and just go back and forth with those people. It's great. It's great. And I I enjoy it. I enjoy it. Now, granted, I'm always going to talk shit about the Jets because the Jets are always going to Jets it one way or another. Something's going to happen. Guaranteed. Something's going to happen. But this was a kind of performance that you say, okay, you can build off of this. There is something there. Granted, now the fantasy aspect comes in. Zach Wilson dropping back only 18 times, granted they wanted a 17-point win. Not great. And even even then, like, you could tell me more because I bet you watched more of this game than I did, and I haven't watched the game back yet because, obviously, we just got done with seven hours of football. But to me, the little bit that I saw of Zach Wilson, it really wasn't that great. Am, 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 am I wrong?
0: No, you're not. Okay. Some of the throws that he that he made were were pretty good where he found the open man uh, like he used his tight ends a lot. You know, C.J. Ozama had a couple catches. Tyler Conklin had one long one, a uh, longish one. But it felt like Zach was just either he didn't have a lot of time to throw at times or his receivers were covered really well.
1: And one? go yeah. ahead. Go ahead.
0: And also the play calling in the first half was
1: fucking terrible. Yes, yes. And then there was one throw that Zach had that I did see where he was along the sideline. I thought he was going to step out of bounds or throw it away. And he tried to chuck it in the back of the end zone to Corey Davis, who was triple covered. I'm like, Zach, what are you doing, bro? Yeah,
0: it's the play calling was bad where like they kept trying to roll him out and do bootlegs on third and one. And every Jets fan in existence was like, Michael LaFleur, what the fuck are you doing? What is your yeah. problem?
2: Yeah. Just
0: run the ball. You have Brees Hall. Why are you, why are you not running the football? Brees Hall had a 100, 100 yard day and a touchdown. And you're trying to do, he's trying to get too cute. I think in the second half, they really got back to basics. And this was like, this remind, r- reminded me of like, uh, you know, sticking with the NFC North, this kind of reminds me of like a Vikings game, like a Vikings Packers game, sure. back when Mike, Mike Zimmer was the coach where Kirk Cousins would just not really throw the ball as much. Uh, and Dalvin cook would get more of the usage and it would be kind of on the back of, of the running game. And, you know, this game, this game was a, th- this game plan was a throwback to like the 09 10 jets with, with the Sanchez with the, the ground and pound scenario. But I think that as far as the team, they're fine with Zach Wilson kind of being more of a game manager uh, as long as they keep winning. But from a fantasy perspective, I don't think you can comfortably
1: start him at all. Uh, Brees Hall is the guy here. Brees yeah. Hall is a star. Brees Hall is a star. I said it last week. I'm saying it again this week. He's a star. He's a star. He looked great. He found holes. The way he runs, he, got, he has a lot of burst. And I love mm-hmm. that. I, I really, really, really love that. The thing that I'm a little concerned with, from a fantasy perspective with the Jets and obviously don't change anything cuz obviously you know if you're the New York Jets you're you're winning games but where was Elijah Moore? Yeah. Like where where was he? And I mean let me just check the the amount of snaps here if I can get it up uh da, 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 da. Well, the so, thing is, he didn't even get a target in this game. No, no. He did not even get a target. So Elijah Moore, the, the Jets ran 55 offensive snaps. Elijah Moore was on the field for 32 of them. Second most out of the wide receivers. Who was who was the wide receiver who was on the field the most?
0: I'm going to guess Corey Davis.
1: It was Corey Davis. He was on the field 47 of the 55 snaps. Who would have thought? I mean... I think Elijah Moore is probably droppable. I think so, too. I feel like this is something that you kind of
0: alluded to in the offseason, talking about Elijah Moore, where we were saying that Elijah Moore's best games came with Joe Flacco and Mike White as his quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. And he and Zach Wilson don't have as much chemistry as he has with the other two quarterbacks on the Jets. And barring, God forbid, an injury to Zach Wilson, Elijah Moore doesn't have any
1: value at this point. It's tough. It it, it is tough because you do kind of feel like that the the game from Elijah Moore is going to come eventually. But there's also so many mouths to feed in this offense where, I mean, you have Braxton Berrios that's getting more looks and more touches than Elijah Moore is. Granted, Elijah Moore also played exactly double the snaps that Braxton Berrios played, but you have Elijah Moore you have Garrett Wilson, you have Corey Davis, CJ Uzama, Tyler Conklin, they all got looks today. And Elijah Moore did not. And they also want to run the ball. I think that's abundantly clear, is that the Jets want to live and die by what they do in the running game with Brees Hall. Brees Hall is the focal point of that entire offense. And from a fantasy perspective, obviously fantastic. I had Brees Hall ranked as a top 10 running back coming into the week. And so that was a great call from yours truly. But They want to run the ball. So I honestly, I said this with even with Garrett Wilson. I said this after the huge Garrett Wilson breakout. I said, be very cautious. And here we are. Here we are. He he was one for eight today.
2: Yeah. Well, part of that
1: was
0: coverage, I think.
1: Sure. Sure. Absolutely. He got, he still got five targets. So that's, that's fine. But the problem that I have with these Jets pass catchers is there really isn't, like, and I said this before, there's no alpha in this passing game. There isn't that go-to number one receiver. Now, could Garrett Wilson become that? Like I said before, yes, absolutely. But we based Garrett Wilson and his production off of one game with a backup quarterback.
0: Yeah, also, he's had a serious problem with drops in this yes. game.
1: Yes, that's also true. And it's just...
0: He definitely could have had more than one catch in this game because there were a couple passes that hit him in the hands. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I think it's, I think it's a very fair, fair statement. also um, the weather
0: the weather has a bit of a factor in there also because it was yeah. a pretty windy shitty day, yes, in Green Bay, especially in the first half. it cleared up, I think a little bit in the second half, but
1: in that first half, nothing was really happening
0: mm-hmm. on
1: either side No, but I, I did see, I did see a good friend of ours was, uh, was at the game today. I know. How cool is that? Shout out! Shout out, Kyle! Shout out, Kyle Byrne. Yeah,
0: Kyle Byrne wearing a Brett Favre Jets jersey to a to Lambeau Field. Love it. Love
1: it. I, I, that's just that's the biggest big dick energy. Love it. Yeah, that is putting your balls in the wheelbarrow. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. And the Packers?
0: Well, the Packers. I mean, Robert Tunyon. What a game from him.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Now, I don't know how, consi- how consistently I'm going to really want to use Robert Tunyon, if I'm being really honest. Um, but, yeah, it was good. If you, if you started him, we, we we talked about this on the mailbag, Jake and I, that if you had tight end problems, Robert Tunyon could have been a, an excellent little fill-in.
0: Yeah, you worked out for me. You know, Darren Waller was on
1: a bye and Robert, I just slotted in Robert Tunyon, and there you, there you go. Yep, there you go. There you go. Lazard got his typical Alan Lazard touchdown. What else is new? He, this dude always scores. It's, it's kind of crazy that no matter what, no matter what happens with Alan Lazard, he always finds the end zone.
0: Well, you know, that touchdown drive shouldn't have even happened because of some bullshit, some refereeing bullshit. This game was full of refereeing bullshit. I want to know what the 15 yard bench
1: minor, penalty, whatever it was, was. I want to know. Someone probably said a bad word, if I'm being honest. Probably. Someone probably said a bad word. I just um, want
2: some closure. Mm-hmm.
1: But, yeah, over, overall,
2: I mean, Packers stunk. Aaron Rodgers did not have a good day. Is it time to have a conversation about Aaron Rodgers? Uh, well, It's tough. Uh, It is tough. If he sucks
0: against the commanders, then you're just like, oh boy, this is not going to be good. I
1: agree with that. I agree with that. I think give Rogers one more week. Because
0: this is the commander. The commander's game is a get right game for,
1: for the Packers. I do think that Rogers in it, 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 depending on who it's for, I think Rogers in a 10 man league is probably droppable this week. Probably. Maybe not droppable, but benchable. I think it's droppable. It depends on who you're going to get. It depends on who it is for. Yeah, that's the problem. Like, let me just have a look at the quarterbacks, and let me just see who. Like, okay, say two, say Tua's out there. Adam, would you drop Rodgers for Tua? I have to see it with Tua.
0: I don't know about. That I, I kind of feel the same coming off of a, of a serious, serious injury. I I would have to see it
1: with Tua. Okay, okay. How about this one? Someone that's owned in 70, 75% of leagues. Say Dak is out there. Would you drop Rodgers for Dak? Oh, absolutely. I would. Yeah, I absolutely would. What about Carr? Well, you know me. I, 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 <laughs> I, I forgot. I, I really, like, literally, why did I even ask? I honestly think I would, which is crazy coming from me. But I actually kind of think I would, which is ironic, also because of
0: Derek Carr. Because Derek Carr is now throwing to Devontae Adams. True.
2: Just one,
1: one more. What if, what if Jared Goff is out there?
2: Ooh, Jared Goff, Jared Goff is out
1: there. Jared Goff's next three games. For anybody that's curious, Dallas, Miami, then Green Bay. Two of three at home, except for Dallas. Hmm. But then he has Chicago and the Giants both on the road. Well, the Giants aren't an easy aren't an easy. They're not an easy out,
0: anymore. No, no. But Chicago no. could be. That's a tough one. I think I would still stick with Rodgers.
1: I probably would. I probably would. I'll give you one more. What about Trevor Lawrence? Ooh, Trevor Lawrence. I think I would. Nice bounce back. Nice bounce back from Lawrence, and we'll talk. We'll talk about him, but I don't think I would. I think I would still stick with Rogers. What about Bailey Zappi? Ah, oh, I could. I honestly, I mean, are we going straight to the Patriots? We might as well. Is that the segue? Perfect. Not Am I crazy for saying that Bailey Zappi actually might be better than Mac Jones? Oh my god, it's happening again. Like I was watching with a Patriots fan. The Patriots fan called me crazy. But it, it, it's just the eye test. And he, he passes it. And it's weird because I, I should love Bailey Zappi. Because I know when Mac Jones is healthy, he's going to come back and he's going to be the starter. But I really like him. Well, listen, this is all
0: the same conversation. This is the same conversation people had 21 years ago when between Drew Bledsoe and Tom Brady. This is sure. the exact t- the exact same. Listen, I'm not saying that Bailey Zappi is going to be. That would be that. Then I would know that God is a Patriots fan. Mm-hmm. If that if they just get another guy that's like, oh, I'm going to be great for 20 years because yeah. fuck you. True, but um, at least the Jets didn't cause this one, so that's good. That is fair, but um, yeah, I think that Bailey Zappi is. Good. I mean, this is this is the true thing where doing the doing what he did against the Lions is like, OK, it's the Lions. They have the worst defense in the league, yada, yada, yada. But this is against a Cleveland team that
1: is a contender or at least looks to be a contender. He did it against Green Bay in Lambeau in relief where he took the Packers to overtime. He beat the Lions at home, which, like you said, you know, is what it is. But then he threw for three hundred yards, had over seventy percent passing, with two touchdowns and over three hundred yards. If I if I didn't say that, I think I did, but three hundred nine and two against a really good Browns defense. Granted, no Denzel Ward for the Browns, but True. still, still though, the Browns yeah, defense still. is good. Mm-hmm. I agree in a comprehensive win. Yeah, comprehensive. But obviously, people didn't start Bailey Zappi. He was started in, in 0.2% of leagues. He's rostered in 05 So, but all in all, I think there's a conversation there. But where there is no conversation is with Ramondre Stevenson.
2: He looked really good. He looked really, really, really good.
1: Two touchdowns. I kind of think that it's going to be really hard for Damian Harris to just waltz his way right back into this backfield and, you know, take over where he left off.
0: Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. But yeah,
1: but we've also seen Ramondre Stevenson be complete dog shit. Yeah.
0: And I think that the offense likes to use a committee. I mean, I know Josh McDaniels isn't there anymore. It's Matt, Matt Patricia, weirdly enough, is the offensive coordinator for the uh new england patriots which doesn't Odd. make any fuck which doesn't make any sense to me because he was a defensive coordinator the last time that he was with New England. Yeah. So anyway. Uh but still the the Patriot way offensively is to use multiple running backs. So and in this game they did. I mean not to the same effect that uh it would be with Damien Harrison or Mondre Stevenson, but you know they used guys like uh tech one Thornton, Kevin Harris got a few carries as well. So, you know, it happens. I mean, one Thornton did score. So, on a 19-yard touchdown.
1: Yeah, and didn't didn't Thornton score score twice? No, uh Stevenson scored twice. Stevenson was the one that scored twice. I, I why did I think that Thornton was the one who scored twice? I knew Stevenson scored twice, but I thought Thornton did too. Um but regardless Stevenson was the, was the de facto, he was the number one by a lot. He played 47 of 49 snaps through the first three quarters. And Kevin Harris really didn't get a lot of snaps until they were in the two back sets or in the last five minutes of the game. And then Pierre Strong didn't even see the field until the, until the fourth quarter anyway. Um, Stevenson's going to be a borderline top five, definite top 10, borderline top five running back until Damian Harris comes back and then we'll have to reassess from there. But for now, if you were for Andre Stevenson, you continue to play
0: Yeah. On the other side, are you worried about
1: the running backs for Cleveland? No. No. This, 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 this is what happens. This, this, well, Kareem Hunt's a little bit. That's a little alarming that they were down by so much, and they still did not get Kareem Hunt really super involved in the passing game. That definitely is a, a little bit of a concern. Um, only had one target and only carried the ball four times. Uh, But with Chubb, this is what you get. This this is the downside of Chubb. And the problem with, with Chubb is the last four weeks, we've seen the supremely good, wonderful side of Chubb. But this is also the opposite side of the coin. That you do get games where Chubb is a complete disaster. And this was one of those disaster games but we knew this was going to happen because what does Bill Belichick do? We talk, I talk about it all the time. He takes away one option. Thank you. Exactly. He takes away one option. And what did he take away? He took away the ability for the Browns to run the ball. That's what happened. That is exactly what happened in this game. So, you know, I'm not worried about Chubb. I am a little worried about, about Hunt. Um, but Chubb, yeah, I mean, there's no no problem there. I mean, Chubb is going to be – he's going to be fine. Yep. He's going to be fine. You, continu- you continue to play him. Um, He'll have – I think he'll have a nice day against Baltimore next week, uh, a Baltimore team that allowed one, should have been two, rushing touchdowns to Saquon Barkley today. Yep. And then he gets Cincinnati
0: on Monday night.
1: A lot of Cincinnati.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, they're going to be home for that one.
2: We're on Cincinnati, yeah.
0: Anyway,
1: your boy Amari Cooper caught another touchdown. Yep, and so did the future Hall of Famer, Hunter Henry. Yep. Friend of the podcast.
0: (laughs) Yes, he is a friend of the podcast.
1: He is a friend. Love Hunter.
0: Hey, listen, the Patriots are basement dwellers now, so I don't really care about anybody (laughs) on the team.
1: I see what you did there. I see what you did there. That was very clever. Yeah. Basement dwellers. I like that. That should be a segment. I'll give you royalties. <laughs> Who is the basement
0: dweller of the week? That was it. That I just re- that was not a uh, that was not supposed to be a pun, but it worked.
2: It worked out quite well. I'm right. Ra- actually, writing that one down. I'm writing that one down.
1: Basement I just, dwellers. I like that.
0: I mean, I was just saying because they're in last place in the AFC East, which is I fantastic.
1: I, I listen. I you may say what you meant, but it worked out an entirely different way. Congratulations, Ab. That was well done.
0: Thank you. Yep. If only Kansas City had pulled through, then the Jets would have been the set would have been the two seed in the AFC at the top. And you of the know, it's
1: it. funny, and I watched it with a few Jets fans, and one of them was was rooting hard for Kansas City, for the reason of because the Jets would be in first place in the AFC East.
2: Yep, like it's
0: week seventeen or week eighteen, right? But you know, I th- you know, I, I really do think that that week 18 game in Miami, the Jets are going to be resting a lot of starters for their upcoming playoff match matchup.
2: <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah.
0: Anyway, let's move on to the 49ers and the Falcons. Ugh. Yeah.
1: Oh God.
0: Poor Jeff Wilson. I mean, I think part of this is that the the 49ers were down early in this game. And Mm -hmm.
1: And also the fumble fumble didn't help him either.
0: No, he had 0.5 points in full PPR. Not like it matters because he didn't have any catches. Right. But yeah, 0.5 points. Not what you're looking for. He did lead the team in rushing yards. But like I said, they they abandoned the run. Garoppolo dropped back 41 times. Great game for our friend Brandon Ayuk, who's who scored twice.
1: Your friend Brandon Ayuk, not my friend. Uh uh, uh uh. But yeah, he had a day, and he is officially on sell high alert. Yeah, probably because oh, I don't think- absolutely get something for him. I don't care what it is. I don't care. What it is like if you have the opportunity, if there's a team out there that is just dwell a basement dweller Ooh. and they are now one in five and they have Deandre Hopkins. Brandon, and I, you could something for Deandre Hopkins done. <laughs> That's absurd. Well, what does that one in five team have? They have, they need something.
2: That's true. Maybe, maybe,
1: yeah. They think, oh, okay, Hopkins is coming back next week. That that could be the something, but they're one and five for a reason.
0: Yeah, but that's it. You took the words right out of my mouth. Why would they? This would be a trade that they would have made probably if Hopkins wasn't
1: coming back for another couple of weeks. I could tell you this, right? I'm not actively going to be looking to sell Hopkins this week. But if I got a decent, a decent enough offer for someone that wants Hopkins, I'd consider it. Well, you could definitely
0: buy, like, yeah, if you're if you're a team that needs receiver help, you could look at buying somebody like Hopkins, just because you just don't know he hasn't put up anything
1: yet. Well, I'm looking from a selling perspective. I'm looking from the selling perspective of well, I, I'll give you this. Right, this is a good example. I have a team where I'm going to be five and one. My three receivers right now are Justin Jefferson, Stefan Diggs, Michael Pittman. How'd you swing that? Zero RB, baby. My best team by a lot. 19 19, uh, 19 leagues. That's my best team by a mile. My most fun team. Zero RB. If someone were to come to me with an offer, for an RB2, maybe even a high end RB3, like a. It's tough because I don't really know. Like, I don't know if Raheem Mostert would do it. Say, I'm trying to think of something that's like realistic that someone would do. Maybe like, maybe Kenneth Walker.
2: Let's just. Miles, say. San-
1: Miles Sanders? Sure. That's, uh, that's a great one, actually. Miles Sanders. Yes. Or even, or yeah, Miles Sanders. We'll stick with that one. If someone came to me with an offer of Miles Sanders for DeAndre Hopkins, I would take that. I would take that. Well, I mean, in that, situ- in that specific
0: scenario, yeah, because you know, at that point, you're you're trading from a position of
1: strength to get a position of need. If someone were to offer me Najee Harris for DeAndre Hopkins, I would take that.
0: Well, yeah, like I said, trading from a, posi- uh, from a position of strength to get a position of need. I don't know who your running backs are, but.
1: Uh, my uh, number one running back is a guy by the name of Brees Hall. Oh. Oh. Who I traded for two weeks ago.
2: Before the breakout. I see.
1: Mm-hmm. Big brain. Big brain. Yeah. I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. I, I spoke to my, uh, my jet sources at Rob Sala. <laughs> At, at, at Rich Cimini. He told me. Oh, poor
0: Rich. Rich must be so mad that he can't say snarky things about the Jets anymore because they're
1: good now. It's true. It's true. I don't know what he's going to do.
0: Yeah. But I, I don't know. Well, this ended up being a whole DeAndre Hopkins discussion somehow. But with this game, uh, the 49ers were... We're just not great. This is kind of uncharacteristic day for them. Kind of like what happened in Chicago in week one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Very no, similar. Very similar. Except
0: there's no excuse for weather because it was in a dome.
1: Well, welcome. Welcome back to existence. Uh, George Kittle.
0: Yes. What a great game for George Kittle. Welcome back to scoring on U.S.
1: Soil. Kyle Pitts. Yeah, finally. Hallelujah.
0: <laughs> That's unbelievable. We can't even make jokes about that anymore.
1: No, nope. The joke's dead. The joke is yeah. officially dead. It, it it really is. It really is so sad.
0: It really is. But uh, you know, good good showing from uh Marcus Mariota, who had three total touchdowns, two throwing, one one rushing, and Caleb Huntley. Like, well, okay, so the Falcons, it was definitely a lot a really even split. Like just about even down the middle, where Caleb Huntley got 16 carries and Tyler Algier got 15. And they had very similar uh, yards and yards per carry in this game as well. So um, I don't know if you're really looking to any of those guys, but yeah, this might just be like one of those games, like a weird game where st- just stuff happened.
1: Uh Algier was the one that was on the field, though, for more snaps, 33 to 20 in favor of uh Algier. Both of them ra- ran the ball 15 times, but none of them saw a target either. So and you also you also have to figure this this also has not been considered either, that Damian Williams is eligible to come off of IR next week. Ooh. So, if that's the case and they do activate Damian Williams, this now throws another body into this mix with then Cordero Patterson coming back after two more games, potentially.
0: Yeah, that's going to be, I, at, at that point, I wouldn't want anything to do with
1: this. No, no, I, I, I don't want anything to do with it either. Um, you know and, and if we're looking at the opponents for Atlanta over the next two weeks they go to Cincinnati and then they are at home versus Carolina so yeah well it's it, it's not i don't really want to invest in this to be quite honest and and you know Marcus Mariota is the de facto number 1 running back right now anyway
0: well it definitely seems that way uh, speaking of running quarterbacks and running backs that are quarterbacks that scored on the ground, Jacksonville and Indianapolis.
1: Trevor Lawrence, RB1 extraordinaire.
0: Yeah. Screw James Robinson. Screw Travis Etienne. Trevor Lawrence is the RB1 of this backfield.
1: Hey, Michael Michael Hasty got a touchdown today. That was a, that was a run. That it was, was a run. run. Yeah, it was a really nice run. Really, really, really nice one, run, but Adam, the, the change is coming. The change is most certainly coming. With well, I hope
0: you ETN sold and- high. <laughs> I, I was going to say, I hope you sold high on James Robinson. I didn't, unfortunately, but it's uh, the window is, is slamming shut as we speak.
1: Yeah, it, it's, it's slamming shut. It's definitely getting to a point where Travis Etienne is going to be the number one running back in this offense. Uh, James Robinson did see more carries in the game, eleven to ten, but ETN played more snaps, twenty nine to twenty seven out of a possible sixty three. So and got more total
0: yards and got more total yards, yes, and honestly more rushing yards as well. But mm-hmm. yeah, he got two catches out of the backfield as well. To so James mm-hmm. Robinson's
1: one, Yep. So yep, and Christian Kirk scored. Welcome back, welcome back, Christian Kirk. Did not get the. Uh, The 12 targets that Doug Peterson said Christian Kirk needs to get, but did score. Did score. So that's nice. Maybe he'll do that next week. Possibly.
2: That'd be nice. But I mean, nobody can get the same
0: amount of targets that Michael Pittman got. He got 16. Oof, Michael Pittman. Welcome back.
1: Welcome back, son. Yeah. Yeah, that was great. Crazy. Look great. Uh, a major bounce back, and that's exactly what was needed um, from Michael Pittman and his fantasy managers. I wonder if this is an opportunity again. We're 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 going down this avenue. I wonder if this is a sell high possibility for anybody that has Michael Pittman and maybe wants out because we've seen this cult's offense not necessarily be great. So I wonder if this is an opportunity for his managers to get out and maybe upgrade in that area or maybe upgrade at running back. That could be a possibility. Well, you could do
0: that for just about everybody in this offense. Cause they all had pretty good
1: games. Yeah. Ale- well, Alec Pierce, I don't know if Alec Pierce is a sell high just because I don't know if Alec Pierce really has that name potential yet, but that's, it's the second good game in a row. So, so Alec I'm- Pierce, Alec Pierce is a definite get
0: that's for sure. <sighs> So medium on waivers this week. So medium. I don't know. People can like you offer them a trade for Alec Pierce. They look at the last couple of games they're like, oh, actually, this could be something for Alec Pierce. And then yeah. they decide to do that based off of recent history.
1: Yeah. But I think with the way that a lot of people are, and this is just going through the psyche of the average fantasy player, the average fantasy player is not going to go off of the numbers necessarily of how they do on a week to week. That's part of it. But I think what a lot of fantasy managers go off of is they go off of name value and they go off of guys they've heard of. So True. a guy like Michael Pittman is going to have way more stake than a guy named Alec Pierce, if that makes sense.
2: Name value True.
1: Name value yes. is what they're going to go off of.
0: So what you're telling me is that I need to sell high on Matt Ryan.
1: Uh. <laughs> I mean,
0: if you're able to swing it. <laughs> No, I didn't have Matt Ryan is actually on waivers in the is this in the guillotine? This is in the guillotine. So this is Probably. in a in a eight. Well, what are we at? 13. Now it's 13. Yeah. in a 13 team lead. Matt Ryan is on waivers. Yep. So there you
1: go. I'm By not picking way, him up, though, to be honest.
0: Me neither. I have Joe Burrow. I don't care. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow,
1: fantastic game
0: for Joe Burrow. And I will I've lived to fight another day in the guillotine because of Stefan Diggs and Joe Burrow.
1: I'm not there yet.
0: Mainly. And Robert Tunyon. I am not there yet. Three players have carried me to, to safety. Because yeah. Anyway. Uh let's see here. Anything else with this game? Or do you want to move on to? And We could talk about the. Uh, I'll,
1: doll- I'll keep. I'll keep it quick. Uh, Deion Jackson looked great, um, but he has a thigh injury, and Jonathan Taylor is probably coming back next week. So, one week filler. Congratulations if you're able to pick him up and start him.
0: Yeah, you, in the non guillotine. Hi. This is like the meme of Obama giving a medal to himself.
1: I mean, I picked up Deion Jackson. I picked up Deion Jackson actually on waivers um, on Friday, Friday night in a league of those continuous waivers. I picked him up for nothing. No a way. stash. Mm-hmm. Did you see that Adam Thielen was on waivers?
2: And who picked we- him up?
0: I know. I, w- I don't know why I didn't do that. I really was thinking about it. If you like to trade for him, you can contact me at any time. Would you like James Robinson? No, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. Thanks. Okay. Uh, speaking of Adam Thielen, this is, I don't know how I do this. I was planning on doing the Vikings and the, and the dolphins next. Cause it was just the, the next game, but you, you were talking about Adam Thielen and here we are. So good game for the Vikings. You know, Justin Jefferson got his usual bunch of yards, but uh, Adam Thielen got the touchdown.
1: First half, it wasn't looking too good for Justin Jefferson. Just Justin Jefferson managers were uh they were needing, you know, their their uh hearts restarted. Yeah. Real well uh, he had nothing. Real it worked out. And uh welcome back to existence, Irv Smith
0: Jr. as yep. well.
1: Yep. Welcome back. Welcome back to Irv Smith. He had a nice little day. Uh Dalvin Cook with it with a nice long touchdown run. Um they have a bye next week, so anybody who has to go replace Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, make sure you go and and do so. But yeah, overall, good day for the Vikings. They go to Miami, get the road win, and everybody looked good. Cook, Jefferson, Thielen, Smith, Kirk Cousins—they were fine. Yep. Well, the
0: one thing with this game is the the Dolphins were the bigger storyline as far coming out of this, not only because they lost, but also because of their revolving door musical chairs, quarterback situation where, you know, Skyward Thompson started this game weirdly because Teddy Bridgewater was cleared from a uh, concussion protocol, but Skyward Thompson ended up getting the start and then uh, Thompson ended up leaving the game and then Teddy Bridgewater came in and it was great from a yardage perspective for Hill and Waddle. I mean, Tyree Kill was a top five PPR fantasy scorer this week. Mm-hmm. So you, he
1: didn't even score. didn't I even didn't score. Even score.
0: I know. Can you imagine? I mean, that would have that would have put him over the top. But uh, Jalen Wall would have been your
1: monster week if Tyreek Hill scored.
0: Yeah, because th- this was like a, a vintage couple of years ago Tyree Kill kind of game. Except he didn't yeah. score.
1: Yes, it was very, very, very much so. Everyone for the Dolphins got got theirs, except for the running backs, (laughs) except for the running backs. Moser didn't do much. Chase Edmonds didn't do much, but Tyreek Hill got his. Jalen Wild got his. Mike Kosicki got his. And please, love of God, do not pick up Mike Kosicki.
0: Yeah, no, it's just, please don't do it.
1: Don't do it. And by the way, I did not get any emails from anybody this week or any photo evidence of anybody listening to Jake and starting Skylar Thompson. Thank goodness. That would have been rough. Thank goodness. I, that, I, I was be- begging, begging and pleading.
0: Yeah, that was, uh, was not, not fun. But didn't you, J- did Jalen Waddle get injured? He doesn't have a red letter next to his name, but.
2: I did not see that.
1: I right, did not get any any update on,
2: on that. Mm. I did not see anything. Oh, that was weird.
0: I think I saw I, a tweet I, from from Pro Football Doc talking about Jalen Waddle. somewhere.
1: I was like, "Did he get injured? What's going on?" Oh goodness, no, no, please God, no, no. Waddle Waddle looked good. Lost Lost a fumble today, but that was okay. He still had a, he still had a, a relatively pretty nice day.
0: Yeah, good for him. By the way, the Yankees are down by are up by one. Now in the top of the fifth,
1: That uh, was their the, Home run.
0: The uh, good old Canadian boy, Josh Naylor, hit a homer. God, yes. off of Garrett. Yes, off of Garrett.
1: Okay, so it was a typical Garrett Cole home run that we all knew was coming.
0: Yeah, well, it's it happens. Fuck but we'll... me, it
1: can never be easy.
2: Join the preaching the choir on that one. Can never be easy.
0: Uh, Moving on to the Bengals and the Saints. Great games all around for Cincinnati. Joe Burrow doing it all, (laughs) throwing touchdowns through for 300 yards. Welcome back to the Bayou, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. I know. That's fantastic.
1: Holy smokes. I mean, but you, you, I mean, yeah, you kind of knew this was going to happen that Joe Burrow was going to drop back and put on a show in front of his people. Whatever the
0: polar opposite of a revenge game is, this is what this was.
1: Yeah. Burrow, Burrow put on a show. He put on a show. Jamar Chase put on a show. Joe Mixon was quiet, but it, it, it was that kind of game where it was just kind of like anything other than Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase lining it up would probably be unacceptable if I'm being really honest Joe Mixon might have been quiet but at least he, he did score he got a receiving touchdown yeah yeah he did a receiving touchdown so that, that that definitely helped but yeah it was it was Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase yeah yeah it was a two, it was a two-man show um good news though for any T Higgins managers that he was able to play and was able to produce a little bit. Um, you could start him in your lineups next week with, I, I would say, a decent amount of confidence when he goes up against Atlanta. I think that's just going to be another uh, real air show uh, that the Bengals put on at home.
0: Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't trade for Justin Jefferson and Clyde for a day just for this game. <laughs> just, just so I get the band get, back together. Get the band back
1: together. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh, for the Saints, Andy Dalton is still starting, and that is good for Alvin Kamara. And because Al Camara just under, just a shade under 100 yards rushing, but he did get six catches out of the backfield, which is fantastic for PPR. Uh, and with basically no receivers, we kind of foresaw that it was going to be either Mark Markles Callaway or Trick One Smith doing something, and it looked like that was the case. But Rashid Shahid. That's an interesting – that's a name that I did not expect to
1: hear or see scoring a long touchdown. But that's just NFL Sunday for you. Rashid Shahid has more touchdowns in the year of our Lord 2022 than Alvin Kamara does.
2: That's absurd.
1: Yeah, but Kamara had another
2: nice day. He's just not scoring, which stinks. Yeah, it really does.
1: But I think what's really good about the Saints, though, honestly, they're able to put up 26 points without Olave, without Michael Thomas, without Jarvis Landry, and without Jameis Winston.
0: Yeah, well, it's because Andy Dalton is a veteran. He's a, he's a veteran guy, game manager that can get the ball to, to his weapons. Yeah, yeah,
1: I, I would agree with that. And, I
0: mean, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, the Saints were like, hey, you know, Jameis, why don't you take another week? Just because the offense is doing kind of is doing
2: well enough with Andy Dalton at uh, quarterback. Wait a minute, is that Kevin White? Is that no way? That's Kevin White, like Bears Kevin White
1: is mm-hmm. on the
2: Saints now. Yep.
1: Who'd have thought? Well, we saw we saw basically the bottom of their receiver depth chart today. To be quite honest.
0: Yeah. But that is, uh, I was shocked to see that. I thought he was out of the league. But yeah, good game. Good game overall for a lot of teams. Next one, the Ravens and the Giants. So, oh, the Ravens blew this one. That's for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Giants, Giants still look good. Giants look good. Barkley looks good. And they're really, they're doing this without on paper, their top two receivers coming into the year, Kenny Galladay and, and Kadarius Tony.
0: Well, really, they're doing it without their top three because Sterling Shepard tore his ACL. True,
1: true. Yeah, I, I comp- honest, honestly completely forgot about uh, Sterling Shepard. Yeah, it's gr- that's a great call. And Sterling yeah. Shepard was the only one out of those two that actually got production in this yes, Giants offense. absolutely. They're getting the job done with guys like Davis Sills Uh, Richie James, Wandale Robinson had a touchdown today.
0: David Bellinger, who also scored, or Daniel Bellinger. I got
1: to say, Daniel Bellinger actually looks quite good. Um, He's not going to be a guy that I am going and looking to start right away. But is he perhaps interesting, given the lack of solid passing options in the Giants' offense? He's interesting in, in 14 and deeper leagues. Yeah. Yeah. It, I don't know. The
0: like Saquon feels like just the guy in this offense that you're looking at, and not much else.
1: Of course, of course, he 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 is the guy that you are that you are without a doubt looking at. But I mean, if you're looking if you're looking for the production, if you're looking for a guy who's on the field a lot, outside of Daniel Jones, who played, who of course played 64 of 64 snaps, the next highest guy on the field was Daniel Bellinger.
0: Yeah. And he's really it really shows you that, well, I mean, he's a rookie, right? But uh yes. Yep. I guess they're a lot more comfortable now letting Evan Ingram walk in free agency to go to Jacksonville now that they have a guy like Daniel Bellinger at tight end.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I don't know, I don't know if you saw Golden Tate uh tweeted out, but if you said, man, if uh, something along the lines of man, if uh Brian Dable was my coach when I was on the Giants. I might still be there. <laughs> hey, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. No, he's not wrong. It, it, it's a good. It's a good. It's a good team for football purposes, but for fantasy, you're just looking at Saquon Barkley, and that's it.
0: Is Brian Dable the new Sean McVay? He's just fixing his oh, quarterbacks.
1: Stop that. stop that nonsense. Stop that nonsense. I heard. So- I heard someone say say that a Brian Dable could be the next Tom Coughlin. I I nearly choked. What? I, I I honestly I nearly choked.
0: Brian Dable is nowhere near the amount of an asshole that Tom Coughlin was or is. Agreed.
1: Agreed. <laughs> they are five and one. You ever won a Super Bowl.
0: Yeah, but also, I mean, Brian Dable isn't making everybody isn't setting the clocks five minutes ahead because he doesn't want people to be late. I, I could just I could just
1: see the comments now. I could just see the comments of. But,
0: you don't know what a Super Bowl feels like. You're a Cowboys fan. <laughs>
1: Please, in the wor- in the words of Giants fans, when they were saying when they were saying this to be, you know, seven years ago, what have you done for me lately? Well, I'm going to ask you, the Giants fans, what have you done for me lately?
2: Last Super Bowl was ten years ago. Eleven years ago.
1: Eleven. Okay, thank you. Still math. Math. Yeah. Math is hard. Math is hard.
0: Math. Math is hard. But yeah, I mean Brian Dable does have the team looking good. You know, Brian Dable was actually part of the one of the lowest scoring NFL games ever. Really, he was on the Cleveland Brown. He was on the Cleveland Browns coaching staff when they beat the Bills six to three.
1: A Caster fact brought to you in part by Adam Caster.
0: Well, actually, this is brought to you in part by the Athletic. Not sponsored, but they did an. They're doing a uh, an article series on like some of the worst, lowest scoring games ever. And one of them was that six to three game. Against-
1: Adam, this is this is a classic, classic caster fact. It, it is, is. It's right up your alley. Yeah, right it's- up your alley. Um, but then for for Baltimore, just moving moving right along. Um, for Baltimore, J.K. Dobbins left the game with knee tightness. That's not really that good. Um, uh, there was no Justice Hill in this game, so it was just Kenyon Drake, and Kenyon Drake looked pretty good. Um, for w- for what it was worth, uh, Mark Andrews was the focal point of the offense. Not really a humongous surprise. And out of the receivers, uh, the guy to get the most targets outside outside of Mark Andrews was Demarcus Robinson, who played more than Devin Duvernay did. So, yep. By the it, way, for those, this is this is a two man team that you want to have. Well, outside of the greatest kicker that's ever lived, and noted Arsenal fan. By the way, happy Invincibles Day, by the way. A fa- fantastic day. It's a, a great day. Gr- wonderful day to be alive. Uh, noted Arsenal fan, Justin Tucker. Um, there's only two guys you want in this offense. That's Lamar and Mark Andrews.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. I thought today was throw things at Man City fans day. Apparently apparently that's what today is, according to people in Liverpool.
1: No, 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 no. This is happy. This is Invincibles Day. It's a, It's a great day. It's a great day seeing all the Invincibles getting intoxicated. It's wonderful.
0: You know, speaking of Ravens kickers, that game. It, so that game was in two thousand nine, by the way. The six uh, three game.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Brian Dable was the offensive coordinator of the Browns. Billy Kundiff kicked the, kicked two field goals in that wow, game. Wow, that's
1: a name that I haven't heard in a long time, Billy Kundiff. Billy,
0: Billy Condiff for was the kicker for the Browns. Derek Anderson going up against Trent Edwards.
2: do I take this shit seriously?
0: Yes. I think this is funny. You know, so Jamal Lewis was on, the, was on the Browns that year. Wow. And so and beast mode, this is pre-trade, obviously. So Marshawn Lynch was on the Bills. Wow. Led the team in receiving and rushing. So, you know. Terrell Owens was also on the Bills. Josh Cribs was on the Browns. Uh, fun stuff. I, I could look at this all day. I know you can. Anyway, uh, next up is – I know you have you have a Yankees choke to
2: watch.
1: No, 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 no. I have a Cowboys game to watch.
2: Oh, sorry. <laughs> Maybe both?
1: Uh, no, there hasn't been any scoring in the Cowboys game yet.
0: No, that's true. Uh, okay, anyway, moving on to the biggest surprise game of the week because – we both said that we didn't think the Steelers were going to score a touchdown in this game. And then they end up winning.
2: You know how I am
1: about Tom Brady. Yes. You know, I think the man can do no wrong. The man's the chosen one. The man's just all around perfect, right? The man doesn't practice on Wednesday. The man practices Thursday. The man takes a half day Friday to go to Robert Kraft's wedding on Saturday. (laughs) Misses half practice on Friday. Misses meeting Saturday. Then plays Sunday. And has the guile
2: to yell at everybody else to start playing. Like, are we serious?
1: And... uh, Adam, you know that I'm the biggest Brady defender that there is. I love the man. I will always love the man. But are we kidding? Yeah. And not to mention, not to
2: mention, why are you still running the ball? Like, are we kidding? Jets fans tried to warn you about Todd Bowles. It's not Todd Bowles. It's Byron Leftwich.
0: That's, well... It's Byron Lethwitch. Like, what
2: are we doing?
0: Yeah, but honestly, I didn't even think about it that way. But yeah, that Tom Brady thing is totally right. I mean, fuck him for that, and yeah, and many absolutely. other and ma- absolutely, absolutely many, many other things. Like, see, the thing about Tom Brady is that he—the only reason that people give him a pass for like being a dick to people on the field, anyway—and like, you know, apparently, allegedly, he's like the biggest trash talker ever on the field. Oh yeah, yep. Yeah. And also, like, you know, really like tearing into his players or into his teammates and stuff like that is because he wins games. That's it, because otherwise he would just be Ryan Leaf.
1: Oh, I don't know about that.
0: I don't know about that. No. Well, if he if he wasn't a great quarterback and he was doing this to his teammates, then he would just be you know a locker room cancer at that point.
1: Sure. Sure. But I mean, he's a he's a winner serial winner so he's allowed
0: yeah but i don't know after taking so many veteran, well also how do you how do you think that this game was going to go after taking so many you know veteran maintenance days like this yeah. and you're not practicing most of the week and i get it it's basically the same offense from uh last year and the year before and you know you're like i have enough experience like he's like coasting on talent and what works when you're 30 or 32 33 doesn't work as much when you're 45
1: Adam I will say this and we'll talk about the game it is a fucking crime that the Buccaneers were going up against the Pittsburgh Steelers who were down their top two corners their top safety and were basically playing there was a third string or fourth string corner on Mike Evans. And he didn't score. And no T.J. Watt either. Yes. And the best defensive player perhaps in the National Football League was not on the field. No, it's because Aaron
0: Donald was in L.A. playing the Panthers. That's why he wasn't on the field. Uh, Micah Parsons is actually playing right now versus the Philadelphia Eagles. Thank you very much. Um, actually, well, and then also Quinn and Williams was in Green Bay, Wisconsin, playing the Packers. So, no, the uh, best defensive player in the
1: NFL was. Yes, of course. Of course. Yeah. But all in all, just a stinker, really, from Tampa. Fournette, Leonard Fournette looked good. And that was it. Yep. That was kind of it. Just a stinky sort of day. And for Pittsburgh, I honestly don't buy the whole Chase Claypool thing. Like it's one really good game, but I know for a fact that we're gonna have a Chase Claypool question on the mailback this week. I, I just feel it. And it kind of makes me want to throw up. Well, I feel like I don't know. Is this
0: more of like when they had to switch quarterbacks? More more targets went to Claypool because I don't have. I didn't really watch as much of this game, if any. So I don't really know how many. Uh, catches. How many of the seven catches were from
1: Trubisky compared to Pickett? Oh, I have to do more advanced um, research on that one, but I can, I can tell you, just from the snap counts, that Deontay Johnson was on the field for sixty-one of sixty-four snaps. Claypool was on the field for fifty-five of sixty-four. Pickens was on the field for fifty-three of sixty-four, um, and Claypool and Johnson were tied for targets with seven. Pickens had six. Yeah, and
0: I don't know. I mean, this game was just, yeah. I don't think you really see this game you're like, you know, the Pittsburgh Steelers might not be as bad as we think because I just don't know. Because also, if Kenny Pickett doesn't play in the next game, I don't know, do they have a bye or no?
1: Um, Pittsburgh, I don't think they have a bye. They have... They have their bye. So they're playing. Oh, God. Buys in week nine. So they get Miami next week and then they go to Philadelphia.
0: So Pittsburgh is going to be on Sunday night football in Miami.
1: Oh, God.
0: So fun stuff. Yeah.
1: Oh. That's quite disgusting.
0: Yeah. Maybe you can flex Browns Ravens or. Jets Jets, Broncos, can you imagine?
1: No, 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 no. No more Russell Wilson on Sunday Night Football or any national television. Maybe Flex Chiefs Niners. That would be fun. That would be a fun Sunday Night game. That would be better than than Dolphins Steelers. And then Monday, it's Bears-Patriots. So, geez. Oh,
0: God. So we're uh, anyway, we're getting ahead of ourselves. But for that game against Miami, going into Miami, if Kenny Pickett can't play, I don't think, and especially going into Miami, who has a really good defense and granted Tampa Bay does too, but um, Miami, it's another tough test. And if it's Trubisky starting, I don't like this. I I don't confidently start the Steelers outside of maybe Najee Harris, who had a bit of
1: a bounce back with the receiving touchdown. Nope. Nope. I agree with you, Adam. You, you can't, you can't start the Pittsburgh Steelers confidently. Well, Najee Harris, I think you can, I think you can, but the receivers, I mean, Deontay Johnson may have to start out of necessity, but outside of that. No.
2: Yeah. Uh, Is it, did you want to say something like
0: in relation to sell high, buy low on Najee Harris?
2: Like trade value i stuff. still think
1: he's a buy low i still think he's a buy low but i just don't know if you could get him at a price where you could say okay yes it's worth it
0: well i think after this game i think people are gonna be saying well the arrows back up again for naji harris you know he he scored this game he had i mean the rushing yards were not there
1: for him i mean yeah it it could be it could be trending up and he got through this two game gauntlet of a schedule where you know buffalo and tampa that's a tricky one that's a really tricky one i don't know I, I i really don't know if you could call it a sell high it's probably not a sell high it's not a buy low either it's probably one that You know, honestly, I probably just want to stay away from all together. If I'm being honest, I'd be interested to see if if
0: Harris has a good game against like we're going to be sitting here in a week and talking about maybe selling high on Najee Harris because the Dolphins, the Dolphins are susceptible to the run. We We know that
1: we
2: definitely could be. But yeah, this game I don't know at this point.
0: Moving on to we are in the four o'clock slate. Only a couple games in the four o'clock slate, just because of bye weeks and stuff. Uh, the Panthers and the Rams. So let's just get this out of the way. Who would have
1: thought about what happened with Cam Akers? What's going on with Cam Akers? That one I've I honestly I've asked. And I've been told nothing. It's just so mysterious. Very. And like, well, hold on. Let me let us just get through like talking about the game first. And then I'll, I'll give my whole cameras thoughts. Okay. Matthew Stafford was bad again. He's droppable in 12 team leagues, if not 10. Uh Darrell Henderson scored. Good for him. Cooper Cup was Cooper Cup. Allen Robinson scored. That was nice. Tyler Higby did nothing, but he came into the game a little injured, so maybe I wasn't too entirely surprised that he didn't really get much action.
0: Well, granted, Um, so did Cooper Cup.
1: but Yeah, but Cooper Cup was Cooper Cup, and you know if he's on the field, he's getting his. Um, And then for Carolina, they featured Christian McCaffrey a whole hell of a lot. And I think if Steve Wilkes is trying to audition for this job, um, he knows that he has to get Christian McCaffrey his best player involved. Now, how much longer that's going to be? I'm not quite sure. I'll have more on that in a minute. But with Cam Akers, the whole Cam Akers situation.
0: I was going to say. I mean, the one thing with the with the Panthers is that sure they got Christian McCaffrey involved, McCaffrey involved, but they you know they did just didn't convert that into points. So that's something that's worth. Their only touchdown in this game was a pick six.
2: Mm -hmm. Correct. So.
0: I mean, that's the one thing. And, you know, if if this team is down to Jacob Eason heading into into next week, depending on if they don't think that Sam Darnold is ready, if they don't think the Baker Mayfield is ready, depending on what's going on with P.J. Walker, this game, this team could be down to Jacob Eason, at quarterback heading yeah. into the next into the next game. So yeah, it's not great. No, it's really not.
1: So with Cam Akers. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me why he would be demanding a trade. It's not like he's earned it. He doesn't have high leverage. It is the le- he has the least amount of leverage in the world. I completely 100% agree with you. He has no leverage. He has absolutely no leverage. Now, an idea that I tossed around was Acres and a mid-round pick to Carolina for McCaffrey. Oh, my God. That was something that I threw around. I think it makes a lot of sense because McCaffrey goes into Los Angeles. He he is the number one guy by sizable amount. You put McCaffrey and Cup in the same offense. I mean, holy smokes! But then you get Cam Akers. You can go to a rebuilding team, and he could play a lot. So maybe it's good, maybe it, be a good a scenario for him. Um, I, I just I, outside of that, if I that really
2: trade,
0: if that trade but, went down that the league would investigate for collusion.
1: If that trade went down, as you said. Well, I mean, guess what? If the, Rams, if the Rams are going to offer, let's say they offer a second round pick or a first round pick at Acres for McCaffrey. I, I, I think you'd do that. I mean,
2: it's a bit
0: more manageable, but also like I don't even know how, how many first round picks and how far out those first round picks are going to be. I think Carolina is going to want something more immediate.
1: Sure, sure, definitely. That, that, that's highly, highly, highly probable, probable. Also,
0: also there are reports that Carolina would only part ways with McCaffrey for
1: multiple firsts. And they're not getting that. They're not getting that. There, there's, there's no way. Well, not midseason. Now, I've talk, I've that's for sure. A, I've talked to a bunch of people around the league, and I've asked them that exact question. I said, do you actually think that Carolina gets multiple first round picks to Christian McCaffrey? And they've all said, absolutely not. I've not heard one person say. Yeah, they can get uh, multiple first round picks. Who's if trading get one? Three, they're lucky. Who's trading two first
0: round picks at this at this juncture of the season? But it's for a running back. It's for a running back
1: who is on a stupid contract. Who's also injury prone. Correct. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. I understand Carolina does not want to trade their franchise cornerstone. I get that. I completely get it. But at the same time, if you're able to get a first round pick out of it and you're able to get out of that guaranteed money, you do that. You do that and you take that first round pick and you put that towards your rebuild. Because that's what's going to that's what's going to happen here in Carolina. It's going to be a full scale, tear everything down and start over job. and We're talking multiple, multiple years of futility
2: from the Carolina Panthers. Yes. Sorry, I close, I uh, fist-pumped a little bit because Miles
0: Sanders scored a touchdown.
1: Oh, fuck. Thanks. Yeah. I'm trying, not to, I'm, not try, I'm trying not to look at anything. Meanwhile, meanwhile, here you are, spoiling it. Thanks.
0: You're welcome. I also have uh, game day up as well. And I've been like kind of going back and forth and seeing what's going on with the Yankee game.
1: Well, but, the, Yan- the Yankees, the Yankee game I do have up. The Cowboys game I don't have up. Okay. I do have the Cowboys game on behind me, but I, I haven't been able to really see anything.
0: Yeah, which makes sense because it's it doesn't work that things don't work that way. But True. anyway, um, yeah, I just and also, I mean, the weird thing that happened with Robbie Anderson also in this game, who even knows?
2: He might get cut tomorrow, to be completely honest. Yeah. Uh, I'm Anderson. being really
1: honest, like woof. That's bad. That's a bad look. And not to mention the 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 coach did not necessarily handle it in the best way either. If we're being really honest with ourselves.
2: Um But yeah. Not
1: not a good look.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean,
0: yeah. I don't I don't want to speculate because obviously we don't know what happened. But The one thing with the Rams though is Somebody like uh Ben Skoronek, like a guy like a
2: sneaky ad and waivers cuz it seems like he's just like the Rams want to use him. Mhm. So they want to. Yeah,
1: they want to, but is he wor- is he worth picking up in 12 team leagues probably in 10, I don't think so.
2: That's fair. Uh let's see.
0: Next game, let's go with the uh, Seahawks and the Cardinals. This game was underwhelming. This game had a lot lot of hype and a lot of promise of points. I was listening to the mailbag, and you and Jake were talking about how this this 4 p.m. slot was going to have a lot of points and a lot of yards and a lot of this and that. It was a disaster. It was a disaster. I mean, listen, Kenneth Walker, fantastic stuff from Kenneth Walker. This is what you're looking at. That touchdown run that he scored was fantastic.
1: Yes, yes.
0: Um, But otherwise, you know, Geno Smith had a pretty down day where he didn't throw any touchdown passes, didn't turn the ball over, but, you know, didn't throw any touchdown passes, uh, did some things on the ground. But if you started Lockett or Metcalf, you were not happy with what happened. And then on the other side, kind of the same deal where... Kyler Murray had had the pick, but he had hundred yards rushing. Uh, The only guy that really had something in this game was uh, Zach Ertz, which shock Zach Ertz does things in the offense and he's the, he's their leading receiver in a game, but we'll have to see what's going on next week. And also Hollywood came out uh, injured in this game as well.
1: And on a short week, that's not good. Yeah. Short week, that's that's definitely not good, but... Yo, Nuke, when you coming back, he'll be back next week. Thursday yeah, night.
0: I do not think that they're worried. The return of Nuke.
1: Well, they obviously want to have all their pieces. Uh, I think that would most certainly help, but having DeAndre Hopkins back, if Hollywood can't go, it's good news for Hopkins, and obviously, because he's going to get his, and it's good news for Zach Ertz because then Zach Ertz will just resume his normal role.
0: Yeah. makes sense. But otherwise, I don't know. Is there anything else you want to talk about with this game?
1: Just a black game, black game all around. Don't worry about, don't worry about your Seahawks yet. Um, but Kenneth Walker was uh, really, really, really good.
0: Yeah. It's just what you expected from Kenneth Walker. When he stepped in, he's mm-hmm. just, it's like he never left Michigan State. Right. Like he is so great.
1: Right. He looked, he looked fantastic.
0: Yep. And last but not least, the game of the week. Buffalo and Kansas City. So this game, starting out, heading into halftime, this game did not live up to as much of the hype. But you know, at the end, in the fourth quarter, it really did. It made up for it big time. Uh, great performance from Stefan Diggs. The inevitable, uh, like, you can set your watch to it, lock of the century, Gabe Davis scored a touchdown. Gabe Davis always, you know, in the past couple of times against Kansas City, he just, he's a killer. He's a Chiefs killer, like Gabe Davis. He sure is. Uh, Dawson Knox got a great touchdown. Um, and I was, well, I wasn't, like, completely right about Devin Singletary because he didn't score, but he did get he did have a pretty solid uh solid rushing day in this game.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he looked good. He looked good. Um it's what I was saying to Jake on the mailbag.
2: Not everybody
1: was going to get theirs. And I think the little bit that I saw of Isaiah McKenzie was shocking.
2: He, he he was bad.
1: He was bad. And this is what I'm talking about is that sometimes. Because the matchup is good. Doesn't mean. That the guy is just going to automatically go off. Not everyone was going to get theirs in this game. No matter how many points were scored, whether it was 44 or 440. Not everybody was going to get theirs. And. You could even make a case that Gabe Davis really did not have the kind of Gabe Davis wow sort of game that many people had carved out for him. That the really the guy from this offense that had the day, outside of Josh Allen, of course, was who else? Stefan Diggs.
0: Which is to be expected. I think yeah. this is re- But also, I mean, Stefan Diggs had kind of Uh, been down a little bit for the past couple weeks so this is actually a good kind of bounce back for him and you know this is really what he needed to get over 100 yards 10 catches a touchdown you know 30 30 PPR fantasy points which is which is fantastic and you know that's what you're looking for for him Uh, the Chiefs though I mean welcome to incredibleness Juju Smith
1: Schuster. Sell high, sell high, sell high, sell high, sell high.
2: Yeah. Cause I, I doubt that he does this again.
1: No, no. Uh-uh. This is this is the week. Sell high. Get something.
2: Yeah.
0: And I think really what you were saying about like not everybody getting theirs in this game, that really applied to guys like Clyde. It applied to MVS, specifically.
1: Oh, my God.
0: MVS did nothing in this game.
1: Nothing.
2: Nothing.
0: And, uh, I mean, you're not really starting Skymore anywhere. But nope. if you're hoping for something out of anybody else, it really was, it was Mahomes, it was Juju, it was Kelsey.
1: The Chiefs receivers are going to continue to be inconsistent. So it is better that you try and get out of them versus trying to buy into them.
0: Yeah, it's true because you just don't know. And I mean, let's not, let's not kid ourselves and say, Oh, Tyree kill was the model of consistency when he was the chiefs leading receiver. Cause he <laughs> wasn't. No, no, it was not. There were games where it was like, why did wait? Michael Car- Michael Hardman got 150 Yards and a touchdown. Sammy Watkins got 100 yards and two scores. Like these weeks happen, mm-hmm. so don't don't freak out as much.
1: No, no, you can't, you can't. But outside of you know, Clyde, you want to have Kelsey, you want to have obviously and Mahomes, you want to have. There's no other Chief, especially in the receiving core, that I'm saying after this performance, I'm saying, yep, that guy's going into my lineup immediately. There, there isn't. Even yeah. Juju, even Juju. Like, he's not a guy that I, like I had Juju on a bench today. And I saying after that performance, oh man, I have to get Juju in my lineup next week. No,
0: no, it, it just makes the most sense in the world because it's just not like he had like seven yards on one catch a couple weeks ago or something like that. And then he has a, a day like he had today. So this
1: was his best cheese performance by a country mile. Yeah. He hadn't had a hundred yards before
2: today. Yeah, you just you just can't
0: expect this to be the it, it to be the same. No because like it, it's happened next week. You just
2: can't.
1: Uh-uh. Nope. Sell, sell, sell. All right. Especially with the majority of trade deadlines coming up too, mind you.
2: Yes. We're exactly. two week,
1: We're two weeks away from when trade deadlines start, you know, kind of trickling in, you know, leagues kind of having their deadlines a little bit at a time, but for the, for the most part, the trade deadline is in the next couple of weeks.
0: Yeah. Do you want to preview Monday night? Did we preview Monday night? Yes, we did. Oh, sweet. Do you want your Cowboys game update?
1: Uh, no, I saw. Oh, I saw. Cause I got a, bu- I got a bunch of texts um, saying something along the lines of, uh, uh, you know we're winning, you're losing, ha ha, ha ha
2: ha. Okay, so I saw fair enough.
0: All right, well, so this is going to be it for me for this week, actually. So you'll see me next time or hear me next time on Sunday for the review show. So Bert and Jake have got you covered for the preview.
1: He's get fucked.
0: yeah, I know. For the preview show and the mailbag as usual. So thank you for listening to this episode of the basic Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. You can find all episodes where you get podcasts. For my co-host is Bertsaul. I'm Adam Castor. Talk to you next time.
2: Bye bye.